Welcome to Holistic Sex Ed Radio, where we are changing the way parents talk to their kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe in our rapidly changing world. You are your kid's best source of information and primary example. In these thought-provoking conversations, Robin and her guests seek to improve your relationship skills, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. Now, here's your host, Robin LaCrosse. Hey everyone, welcome. I'm so glad that you could join me today. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio and I'm your host, Robin LaCrosse. And today I am really excited to bring this special guest to you. I have been fascinated with his work for a number of years and I love, absolutely love the vision that he is calling forth for men. And as someone who has been dating you know, over the years and finally found the kind of man that I have been looking for. One thing that I found myself asking over and over as I was going through my dating experience is where are all the conscious men? Where are the men who have gone far enough on their personal journey to be able to meet me where I'm at? And it was really challenging to find a man who had gone far enough along on his personal journey that I felt really could meet me where I was and had a similar vision of what is possible for a couple and where you can go, the types of sexual things that you can explore. I mean, if you've ever felt like there's got to be something more There is. And this conversation, I think, is going to be really enlightening. So I am super excited to be able to introduce to you today, Dustin Garrick. He is a globally recognized leading voice in masculinity, sexuality, and personal empowerment. He is the founder and CEO of The Evolved Masculine, a pioneering coaching and training company for men. He's the author of the best-selling book, The Evolved Masculine, Be the Man the World Needs and the One She Craves. And let me tell you what, this is a great book. Destin is also an international speaker and host of the podcast, The Evolved Masculine, Redefining Sex, Power, and Success. His innovative lens is the result of more than 20 years of academic rigor and direct study, including seven formative years traveling the world, living and teaching as his provocative alter ego, the erotic rock star. Dustin has taken the most potent aspects of his bold life experimentation and integrated it into his iconic body of work, directly supporting thousands of men to have better sex and deeper connections to their masculine power, women, and themselves. Hey, Dustin, thank you so much for joining us today. I am really excited to have this conversation with you. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. So I know that you have been working with men for a long time, and I would love to have you share a little bit about your story with our listeners. Where would you like me to start? (laughs) I know. I know. Uh, There's a long story. I know. (laughs) Um, Well, can you just give us kind of like the nutshell version? Okay. So again, my name is Justin Garrick. I've been uh, I, uh, working with this larger brand and company who I call the Evolved Masculine, uh, probably with it as the Evolved Masculine for about six to seven years. But I've been w- 
doing some form of work specifically with men for 12 years and uh, my education training and work around sexuality started 22 years ago. So I've been at this for quite a while. Yes. Uh, my high school sweetheart, I feel like a, a broken record telling this like really heavy story so many times uh, these days. But my high school girlfriend was raped on her 15th birthday right before we met. And I was 16 years old. I was the first person she told. I wasn't emotionally, I was not emotionally equipped to handle this. Uh, it had a massive impact on me, clearly on her as well, but um, speaking of my experience where we ended up being together for the next three years, it just, the impact was always there. And at one point in a state of exasperation, probably around 17, 18 years old, I just made a declaration to God, the universe, to myself, that I was going to do everything I could with my life to create a world where things like this didn't happen anymore. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I really started in on that sense of mission and purpose from uh, quite a young age, only it was certainly not a straight line. I, uh, I took in the message, unconsciously, of course, at the time, that men, masculinity, especially men's sexuality, are dangerous and not to be trusted. Um, that had quite an impact on a, you know, a a boy at the age where he should be transitioning into becoming a man. I, instead, I was, I, I became afraid of men, including mm-hmm. that those parts within myself. Again, I, I doubt I would have been able to name such things at the time. I might have even bristled if you said that to me. But looking back, that's what was going on. Mm-hmm. So I, I retreated from. I retreated into the more feminine aspects of my being over the next ten years. Uh, they just seemed safer. In that way, at least then I couldn't become that kind of monster that uh, that impacted her and so many other women that I came to know over the years. And uh, finally, about 10 years later, in my late 20s, I came to recognize that something was horribly out of balance. My life was not working. I was in a relationship with a woman who I put on a pedestal and... and uh, for some reason that wasn't working <laughs> and I started to recognize that I think that these two things are connected to one another and I decided that 2007 now 13 years ago was going to be the year that I actively explored my masculinity and what it means to me to be a man in the world or at least I thought it was going to be a year I've been in that exploration ever since <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it, it the way in which I went about it ended up being so intense and so powerful. It completely transformed my life. My very identity radically shifted so much so that everybody who knew, knew me before and after say, says to me flat out, like it's like, almost as if you became a different person. Now flash, flash, <laughs> flash forward uh, another 10 plus years and now we're living in a time, especially post um, the spark of the Me Too movement, where a lot of men are struggling with their notion of what it means to be a man, uh, especially a good man. What is this thing called masculinity? How do we form a healthy relationship to it? What the hell is healthy male sexuality supposed to be like? How do I, how, how do I be a man but not uh, not cause harm, but not like just cut off my balls either. Um, basically, we've be- we've 
come to have a national conversation around the very things that I've been deep in for over 20 years. And I, I see and understand the pitfalls because I fell into them. And then I found my way out and I'm doing my best to help lead this conversation forward in a more productive way so that, you know, we can uh, evolve together, men and women. Absolutely. And that's really true. I mean, we have to grow and evolve together. And I know, you know, times have changed a lot and fast. And I, I believe, and you can, I know you're working with men, so you can tell me if this is true or not, that men are having some struggles like finding their footing in this new world that we're living in and, and like a lot of the the patterns or the behaviors that you know that have been okay in the past are no longer acceptable and you know they struggle to find their footing and and like is it well, even I safe mean, to talk to a woman is <laughs> one of the challenges which is kind of related to what I was dealing with 20 years ago was that we've got a lot of messaging around what not to do and what not to be. And, you know, most, most men want to be good guys. There's just a lot of confusion and noise as to what that means. Okay. If not, 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 but what then, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to be? And it's a big part of why I formed the evolved masculine. I believe that through my own experiences of just seeing everything that's that's wrong or harmful uh, with men, masculinity, sexuality causes its own uh, harms to men. Some of those harms we're, we're seeing, it's not the answer. We, it's part of the answer, but we need to supplement that at least as strongly, arguably stronger with positive examples and role models of, of men and masculinity that we can be inspired by and aspire towards. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of my listeners tend to be parents mm. and, you know, so where can we go to find these role models, you know, both for our adult men, but also for the parents who are, you know, raising up, you know, young men? Yeah. Well, I've published a new book. I know. <laughs> I love it. Published. <laughs> I got uh, one for too. Those who are in, oh, there you go. You're holding it up too. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh, the Evolved Masculine, Be the Man the World Needs and the One She Craves. Mm -hmm. I actually really, uh, I had so many blocks and resistances to writing a book. It's a massive undertaking. And yes. for years and years, I had people asking me for my book and I would just like, kind of cringe like oh sorry i haven't done that <laughs> and then uh the thing that finally kicked my ass to mm -hmm. do it was the spark of the me too movement like mm -hmm. all right it's time yeah it's time it's it, this is this is needed the demand is there like never before mm -hmm. i have to get over myself and get this done yes the world needs this information yeah so it's it's really at the parents' discretion if, in regards to their boys and, the, and this book because the book is very much written from a no-holds-barred approach. I held nothing back. It's I dive into every taboo. I dive into things explicitly at times. Mm -hmm. I, <laughs> it's raw and real. And, uh, you know, but also the truth is your son is getting his hands on porn. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and ain't nothing in my book that, <laughs> that's uh, going to be more than that. And it's certainly going to drive him in a much better or direct him in a much uh, more positive, healthy direction. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, porn is everywhere. And I think, you know, parents are naive to think that their children won't see it because we know at yeah, this point. Are. Sorry, they are. They are seeing it. Yes. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh. just be blunt, no, nothing held back. It's not like, oh, they probably are. No, they are. Absolutely. Yeah. Done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what would you say like to, to, young men, uh, you know, who are like getting into porn and like, what would you like, or what could parents say to their sons to help them realize that maybe this isn't a road that they want to go down? Um, I think it more than anything, it's about being able to have a, an ongoing healthy dialogue about sexuality period. And I hate to say it, but if your son is already a teenager or daughter for that matter, and uh, you're kind of, I don't want to say you're too late, but kind of, it's sort of like that thing. The best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is today. Mm -hmm. It's like that. The conversations ideally would have started, my daughter is two. We've made a point of, being in conversations around sexuality since she was in the womb and never stopping. She mm-hmm. doesn't understand, but first and foremost, it's kept it comfortable for us. Yeah. Versus so many parents are like, oh no, I've done everything I could to hide anything related to sexuality, mine or others, for the past 12 plus years. Right. Now, how do I talk to my girl, my boy about this? Yeah. And I love that you're just starting like from while she's in the womb and it's for your benefit too, so that you're just comfortable and it becomes part of the conversation. Yeah. So uh, um, actually just, I think it was just yesterday in in the bathtub, uh, we introduced her to the word Yoni Mm -hmm. uh, because she uh, otherwise known as, you know, vulva, vagina, pussy, many other words. Yes. because she was talking about different parts of her body and she said her butt uh-huh. and touching to her, to her Yoni. And we're like, um, <laughs> okay, time to correct. <laughs> this seems like the appropriate time to, uh-huh, to, uh-huh. to name in some way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. That's awesome. So it's, I think that that's particularly important because, um, you know, molestation and sexual abuse is, way too common and if if things are not normalized to the degree of being able to speak of and be able to name your your body how are you going to be able to say something if something were to happen exactly i mean so and then on top of that to feel comfortable saying something to your parent that something happened Mm -hmm. yeah having that conversation with young children is so important and giving them the language to, you know, express or, you know, what's happening to them, I think is essential. So we're going to take this quick commercial break and we'll be right back after this. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Are you ready for a show about possibilities? Are you tired of boundaries and limitations and ready for expansion and growth? Then tune in and spend some time with Dr. Rebecca Huey, host of Mastermind. 
Dr. Rebecca provides a stimulating, encouraging environment designed to help you develop emotional intelligence, resilience, and the self-awareness necessary to create positive, long-lasting change. Listen every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. As we age, there are certain situations which we all must face. Care and treatment don't always measure up to what it's supposed to be, and there are many questions that need to be answered. Tune in to Voices for Elder Care Advocacy with hosts Phyllis Amon and Rubina Chaudhry. Seniors deserve to have a more fulfilling life, and we'll bring you the answers that you need to hear to make it happen. Listen Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. So we're back. So Dustin, I know that a lot of women have been craving, myself included, you know, I was out on the dating scene for a number of years and finally found a man who I would consider walking the evolved masculine path. And, you know, it was just like finding a gem, you know, in, in you know, in a sea of, uh, of rocks, you know. And so I think a lot of women are looking for kind of this more conscious, evolved man you know, what would you say to men out there that are listening? Like, how can they, like, get started on a path like this so that they can help meet us where we're at? Yeah, well, first of all, you bring up a very good point. Uh, and this is certainly something that I experienced during, uh, well, especially prior to uh, getting married. Things are a bit different now. <laughs> when I was single and active, Demand far exceeds supply. The number of women who are actively looking and craving for a man who is, who is actively and intentionally on his path of, of personal and spiritual development, actively ex- exploring a deeper awareness of himself and an understanding of others, um, a man who's in, who is in self uh, reflection and introspection, um, a man focused on deepening his integrity. These, these are extremely attractive qualities to women, extremely. And the number of men who are actively in that, that pursuit or actively walking that path is considerably smaller than the number of women who are wanting it and seeking it. Mm-hmm. So by by choosing to do so, well, <laughs> um, the rewards are there. Let's just put it that way. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. I, I like, I mean, part of my work really is to, to help even that out more. Uh, but at present, there is a discrepancy there. So mm-hmm. I, I say that to the men who are listening as incentive Really, it doesn't mean that you have to be perfect. Uh, 
Though women can definitely, that's, that's, you know, one of the flaws that women can fall into is, is there, uh, you know, so sort of like the newer version of the Prince Charming, Charming complex of the white knight riding up the whisker off into the sunset and this idea of, of him in some sort of perfect conscious evolved state. And that doesn't really do anyone um, service either. Right. He is going to be flawed just as she is going to be flawed. The yep. thing to really look for is a willingness to grow. I mentioned earlier the uh, willingness to introspect and to take self-responsibility. If you have those three things... Anything else is possible. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't mean that it's all going to be smooth. It doesn't. Gonna, it doesn't mean that your darkest shadow parts of yourself that you haven't addressed aren't aren't going to be triggered in the relationship because they are. That's. I believe that's a major purpose of relationship from mm-hmm. a spiritual perspective. Yeah. It's there for your deepest crap that you haven't addressed to come up so that you can move through it and heal through it. Absolutely. And it's a lot easier to do so when you're both able to take a sense of personal responsibility. It doesn't mean that you're not triggered in the moment, but in those moments of as you're coming through, recognizing, recognizing where is my part in this? What can I have done better? Um, what's mine to own? Mm-hmm. So how would somebody get started in that, you know, other than the obvious, like, go buy your book and read it from cover to cover? Let's start there. Build yeah. On. And, and we're better bookstores everywhere. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, where else? Well, I believe that being, I, I think it's Tony Robbins who has this uh, saying of the quality, the quality of your life is determined by the quality of the questions that you are asking. Hmm. Mm-hmm. The quality of your life is determined by the quality of the questions that you are asking. So part of what I do in, in interviews like this is and present paradigms, present perspectives and lenses to see the world and, thing, and ideas to uh, possi- presenting possibilities that maybe you weren't seeing before. So that by pointing your nose in that direction, by seeing uh, things that you weren't previously seeing, you're much more likely to be growing and moving in that direction than if your nose is pointed in a completely different direction or if you weren't seeing it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll start there. Uh, secondly, for the, again, for the men, uh, the first part of this book, this book is, mm-hmm. is uh, titled Self as Creator. And this is really about crystallizing a vision of what I call your own evolved masculine self, mm-hmm. an archetype, a, a vision of your, uh, of your own possibility of who your, your most um, healthy, evolved version of you uh, would be, could be. Who is the man that's really yearning to arise from within you? Mm-hmm. And um, and I take you through a process, including uh, uh, there's a, a download you get with the book for with a 20 minute guided visualization to see, meet, and experience your evolved masculine self to like connect to him in personified form, and then these tools to start to take it out of this idea realm and start to uh, drop it into your nervous system 
uh, so that you can access it and practice being him now rather than just some imagined future. So it's a very powerful process. And uh, again, you can get the book, get the, uh, with that, the download, and it will, it will take you through to, uh, um, you had to deepen into your own evolved masculine self. Okay. And can you share with us like the archetype of the evolved masculine? Mm-hmm. What do you want to know about him? Uh-huh. Well, I've heard you before, like when we did our other interview before, like you just laid out this beautiful list of like what the evolved masculine is and you did it so beautifully. So I would love to have you do it again for our listeners. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot. Sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. So, uh, you can get an audio version of this as my gift to you. Um, I've been listening at evolvedmasculine.com slash blueprint. It's a t- 10 minute audio where I check, I give my very channel transmission of what the evolved masculine is and uh, as well as a writing prompt to help you kind of like deep it into your own, uh, start to get clear for yourself what it would be for you. Okay. Um, so let's see. The evolved masculine is grounded. He's centered in himself. He knows who he is. He knows what he stands for. He knows his values and his principles. He and lives in accordance to those values and principles. He is connected to this material plane and this earth. He uh, recognizes his interconnection with all of earth, including the other uh, animals and life on it. Uh, He is so safe and secure in his own being that others naturally feel safe and secure in his presence. He has mm, integrated his sexuality such that it is not something that is repressed, nor is it something that is running the show. Rather, there's integrating into the whole of who he is, mind, body, and spirit. He is a creative being, he creates his life as art. I like the f- phrasing that uh, I wrote in my book of every action that he takes, every word that he speaks, every thought that he lets himself think is another brushstroke on the masterpiece that is his life. The evolved masculine claims his power and forms right relationship to that power. He's not afraid of power, nor does he... Uh, get addicted to the chase of power and the feeling of power over my power in relation to yours or feeling my power through making you feel less, but rather that deep source of personal power that's rooted within that, uh, that as he taps into it more and more, he shines more and more fully living his deepest essence most, most fully into the world. It's that type of power that um, to paraphrase Marianne Williamson only causes others to shine or rise up in their own power simply by being in his presence via permission. He is connected to his heart. He loves and loves freely, loves fiercely, while at the same time, he's open to receiving love. He knows he is worthy of love. He is a man of truth and integrity. He says what he means, he means what he says. He lives in accordance to those principles and values I referenced earlier. And uh, he knows his desires, his fears, his boundaries, is able to communicate those desires, fears, and boundaries as well as to maintain them. He's cultivated a clear intuition, uh, 
as well as a strong intellect. And the evolved masculine is connected to uh, uh, something larger than himself. God, the universe, the all that is life itself, and along with that has a deep sense of of uh, purpose, a feeling, for, uh, a reason for being, something that he can commit his life to, and if it came down to it, might even be willing to die for. The evolved masculine integrates his healthy feminine. He knows her within. He's not afraid of her. He's not ashamed of her, nor does he collapse into her for fear of his masculine. He embraces and integrates to be a more whole human being. This is the evolved masculine. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah kind of created over the course of a decade. Yes, uh-huh. yeah. it's very well articulated too. I love it when you channel that. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Yeah, so a version of that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Masculine.com slash blueprint, yours mm-hmm. for, uh, for a gift. Um, the one thing I really like to uh, reiterate every time I have an opportunity is I do not consider myself to be the evolved masculine. The evolved masculine is an idea. It's an archetype. It is what I strive towards. I, I, I am way closer in how in embodying him now than ever before and hopefully in the days and uh, years to come only more so still Mm -hmm. um but i falter i make mistakes i get lost here and there and it acts as a, a beacon or a lighthouse to help guide my way back in the direction of who i know myself to be and the man that i'm choosing to be in the world Mm -hmm. yeah I think it's a really beautiful vision to strive towards, and I hope other people will be inspired to uh, to do the same. And I hope that parents will, you know, find ways to help impart this information to their sons, whether it's to hand them your book or to have the conversations in another way. Or well, for that form. matter, um, mm-hmm. as a parent, you might want to read the book for yourself. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Whether it's just for your own growth mm-hmm. or to, to help inform you as you have these conversations with, uh, with your son. It's, um, sometimes people forget the things that, and well, as men, we can sometimes forget some of the things that we had to deal with. And then women sometimes don't necessarily know or are connected to the particular uh, struggles or challenges that men go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a myth of, uh, you know, men are simple, you know, on off switch. It's I think men actually are more complicated than that. I agree. I have, a, <laughs> I have a whole chapter specifically about that, but really the whole book is an argument about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we come back from this commercial break, uh, let's talk about some more of the things that are in your book. We'll be okay. right back. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Are you aware that each one of us was born with a mission, a sense of purpose? Even if you don't know it yet, it will reveal itself. 
Pay attention to the clues that will lead you to uncover your mission. Listen to Mission Possible program with host Carol Ann Fernandez. Along with some amazing guests, Carol Ann seeks to help you along the journey to manifest your mission. It's time to unleash your greater potential. Mission Possible program airs live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Are you satisfied with your life? Do you know that more should be possible? Listen for the Access Consciousness Radio Show with the creators of Access, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here. Our program offers pragmatic tools to change things in your life that you haven't been able to change until now. What if all of life could come to you with ease, joy, and glory? Tune in to Access Consciousness Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. So, Destin, I wanted to talk a little bit about sexual self-mastery. Can you tell us what that is about? Sure. (laughs) What that means for men? Like, when you talk about that, like, what is that about? Yeah, so this is part three of uh, the book, uh, part two being Lessons of the Evolved Masculine. And uh, sexual self-mastery is about completely reprogramming our notion of our sexuality. Again, I think the Me Too mirror movement act as a giant mirror for men that maybe some of the programming we've received around women and sex is kind of flawed. And, uh, you know, there are fun marketable aspects of sexual self-mastery, like learning to gain true choice over when and if you ejaculate. Um, I told you the book's explicit. Yes. Uh, (laughs) AKA lasting as long as you want. Uh, (laughs) um, And, uh, experiencing full body orgasms versus just these genital sneezes that happen in your groin uh, or uh, even non-ejaculatory energetic orgasm, something our, our culture doesn't even recognize as being a thing or possible and uh, male multiple orgasms likewise. Uh, and as big as those are, and those are big, uh, it's so much more than that as well. It's about gaining sovereignty over your sexuality. I, this roots back to uh, what I shared in that transmission of the Evolved Masculine Blueprint, where your sexuality is not something that needs to be repressed, but it doesn't, it's not something that needs to run the show either. So what would that actually be like to feel like you are in true sovereignty of your sexual energy that's coursing through you, lighting you up, being a surge of, of energy through which you can uh, bring into all the things that matter to you in your life? That you can be a, uh, that you can tap into it as a a fuel source, including to be a sexually powerful man, and to do so uh, connected to your heart, your compassion, your empathy, your understanding. To do so in a way, um, not both for the people that you are sexual with, as well as uh, that understanding, compassion, and empathy for yourself. Uh, 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 We clear a lot of sexual shame, guilt, fear that can be baggage from our larger culture. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the sexual self mastery has kind of become a bread and butter offering of my company. Um, there's always a demand. For yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Lasting longer. Like the women are like, yep, sign him up for that. And the guys are like, yep, sign me up for that. You know, well, <laughs> I want well, to please yeah. women around this for a moment. Cause yeah. Something that, okay. So you have men who really struggle around ejaculatory control. Like um, mm-hmm. it, it's a major struggle uh, within a, a couple of minutes or maybe even seconds. They feel like they've, lost control or um uh, many more men uh first of all that number is larger than most people realize i've definitely mm-hmm. learned that through mm-hmm. working with so many men mm-hmm. but uh e- even larger set of men it's more like when she when their female lover uh starts to get really hot gets really turned on starts to get really close is about to orgasm herself that tips him over and he, he comes just before she does, or she doesn't end up doing so because right. now he, he's done so. And mm-hmm. then they both end up uh, feeling disappointed. Right. And that can create its own downward spiral effect. And uh, I mean, it's ripped apart marriages. Mm-hmm. You know, these things are, can be hugely impactful. Um, but then again, even beyond that, most men would just like to be able to feel like they're really a choice. So they're not just a whim of what their body does. Um, but what many men don't fully understand is the impact of the shift that can occur with a woman that they're with. And not all women understand this either. Many women learn from when they start having sex with men that she better kind of hurry up and have her orgasm because she has no idea when this guy is a uh, ticking time bomb is going to blow. Right. Yeah. So if you want your orgasm, you better get it out quick because otherwise he may have his and you're just like, oh, great. So Game over. So He's asleep she, and you're like, oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very well said. Uh-huh. <laughs> or expressed right, the most uh-huh. uh, So she can often uh, learn again, consciously or unconsciously, to, to chase her orgasm, to be reaching for her orgasm because it's a race in one form or another. Mm-hmm. When she learns via experience that this is not an issue here, that um, whether, whether they want to have sex for two minutes, 20 minutes, two hours or more, it doesn't matter. He's, he's in control and choice over his ejaculatory reflex. Something in her can relax mm-hmm. and let go. And that reaching that reaching chasing feeling can drop away and only there can that true surrender into her body her pleasure source itself her orgasm only then can that true surrender take place Mm -hmm. and a whole different worlds of pleasure and connection and orgasm are possible from that place yeah and i think a lot of you know, myself included, but I think a lot of women are kind of looking for that in a relationship, you know, having those opportunities for deeper connection. And Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. So if a man wanted to learn how to separate like ejaculation, I know this is a real popular, like you said, this is your bread and butter thing. Like if they wanted to learn how to separate ejaculation 
from um, orgasm? Like, what are the things that they can start doing to, like, move in that direction? Uh, well, I view the non-ejaculatory orgasm as what I call the the third gate of the four mm-hmm. gates of sexual self-mastery. So, uh, true ejaculatory choice is the first gate, then full body orgasms, the second gate, third gate, non-ejaculatory energetic orgasms, and fourth being male multiple orgasms. So I primarily will put the emphasis on making sure that you've really crossed through gate one first. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the game changer. Okay. Walking through that first gate is a game changer. Um, the uh, and then to be able to take that energy and experience it more through the entire body is kind of a necessary part to move into the non-ejaculatory energetic orgasms. Okay. Is what you're doing is reprogramming how your sexual energy moves in your body. That uh, it, it, let me put this in a more uh, like Western physiological language. That you have a neurology. Uh, you know, you have all these nerve endings uh, and a nervous system that goes through your entire body, including uh, your, uh, through your sexual reproductive system. And for a lot of men, we get very dick focused, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And it's all about our phalluses and our balls and like, and that's and this begins with masturbation, but extends into sex. It all ends up being there. So all of this, when when the uh, when the penis is being stimulated and that neurology is being lit up, it all stays very concentrated in the in the uh, phallus, in the balls, in the pelvis. That ends up acting as a container for the sexual energy, and it is a much smaller container compared to the entire body, the entire nervous system being that container. So instead it's reprogramming the entire body, the entire neurological system to be lighting up with that sexual pleasure rather than just the groin. When, uh, stimul- when the groin is being stimulated for that s- sensation to move up through the entire nervous system rather than staying stuck in the genitals, is really the primary step. Until you can do that, mm-hmm. those other experiences are not going to happen. Okay. Interesting. So there's kind of like this whole process and also being able to move, you know, get into the energetic part of it is a big piece. Yeah, I I like to think of myself as bilingual. You know, I, mm-hmm. I can I can speak in the eastern and esoteric energetic type of language and I understand Mm -hmm. that lens very well at this point and I can I've also come to understand like how these same experiences uh, can be viewed through a western uh, physiological uh, biochemical perspective as well Mm -hmm. fascinating I love science too (laughs) so let's take a quick commercial break and we'll come back after this It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
Exploring the Enneagram with Dr. E is an amazing way to help you be you. Join host Dr. Deborah Egerton as she helps you to see how exploring the Enneagram helps you understand why you do the things you do. Understanding yourself can strengthen relationships, offer new perspectives, and help you live the life you were intended to live. You'll look at different aspects of your life in a whole new light. Exploring the Enneagram with Dr. E is broadcast live every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The White House doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. So, Dustin, let's talk about understanding women and the feminine great what do you want to know um so yes uh that's a great question um i'm actually i'm just interested in your take on it you know because you work with men so much like how do you help men to understand women and the feminine yeah first of all i recognize that it is bold to be a man speaking about understanding women and the feminine period yes especially in today's Yes, but we do have women who are talking about understanding men, too. It goes both ways. Absolutely, and Mm -hmm. that's still a little riskier today. Yeah. A little less risky today in comparison. Yes. Uh I I make a point within uh, part four, the final part of my book on uh, being, understanding women and the feminine, and the first chapter is titled The Great Mystery. Yes, uh uh-huh. So to to acknowledge that uh, the paradox in that on one hand, commit to ever deepening your understanding of women and the feminine uh, such that you can be in that exploration your entire life while knowing there will always be more that you don't understand than what you do. And to embrace that. I think of it very much like uh, the sciences, how mankind, humankind, uh, has been trying to understand life. What is this? Why is this? What is going on here? Why are we here? What is this all about? Since the beginning of time. Mm -hmm. So for thousands upon thousands of years, we've been trying to find those answers. And we have discovered so much, and yet it's this little drop so small, in the, I know. Yeah, <laughs> of, and the endless possibilities. There's so much vast, vastness more that we don't know and, uh, than what we do, mm-hmm. and we can't stop. We can't stop. 
and look at all we have discovered and have come to understand and how far it's taken us. So I, I invite other men to, to have the same type of perspective, to enjoy this, this process, to commit to spending your life to deepening that understanding, to not just like write it off as, ugh, you can't ever understand women there, uh, just, or, or worse, just, don't even try, just crazy bitches. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, these are memes that very much so mm-hmm. circulate it yes, and there's a culture, in the consciousness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it embrace the mystery and there's a lot that uh, that didn't just come from me. I'm standing on many uh, uh, shoulders of giants uh, and I have come to understand a lot um, that I certainly didn't know when I started trying to understand. Mm-hmm. And a lot of other men have been finding it very, very useful as well. Um, but you're, you are a woman. So I guess I, I mean, I'd love to turn it back to you at first is that if, if there were one thing that you wish that men really understood better about women, what would that be? Mm, what do I wish men really understood about women? Um, I think that at least for me personally, like it really, you know, and I'm thinking kind of sexually and things like it really helps me connect with another person, another man, when we're having good communication, you know, like, especially like in the bedroom, like slowing down, taking time, talking about things. Like I found that just really being able to share and be vulnerable with each other has really like deepened my relationship in ways that I haven't really thought possible. Mm. Mm. So, yeah. So, so. what? Uh, one of the major areas that I really try to uh, get through to men in my book is the p- high priority that. Uh, safety plays in a woman's consciousness that is beyond most men's understanding and experience and how uh, and what that really means to provide a space of physical and emotional safety for a woman Mm -hmm. and then combining that with uh, what it is that women crave to feel turned on and desire within their system and how these two parts, the safety and desire, uh, mm, if you want... If you want a quality relationship, they both need attention. Mm-hmm. They both need attention. And that uh, too many men end up putting all of their, or the majority of their attention on one side or the other, um, and something is lost. Either he's just trying to figure out how to get in her pants and is not holding the awareness of the things that she needs to feel emotionally and physically safe, 
or he's so concerned about making sure she feels safe and comfortable and he doesn't do anything that upsets her or, um, or afraid of coming across as a creep or worse criminal, et cetera, et cetera, that he sexually neuters himself or mm-hmm. neutralizes the situation um, and then complains about getting friend-zoned. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so so it, really it's about holding both of these things in, in your mind and uh, with your behaviors so that you are taking care of her, giving her something that she can relax into while uh, sparking and allowing for that des- desire within her to grow. Mm-hmm. And I think um, as you're saying that too, what was coming to my mind is women kind of need that safe container also in order to achieve like the different types of orgasms. If we want to have like those deeper, you know, different types of orgasms and stuff, we also need that safe space, that lack of pressure and goals and all that kind of stuff in order to um, allow for those types of things to, those types of experiences to unfold. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it, simply because you it just simply because a man can like make her come does not necessarily mean that he is providing the right set of ingredients to allow her to sink into those profound orgasmic states. Nice. So, what can women do? Kind of like to turn the question back for you, like, mm-hmm. like what can women do? Like, how can we? support men in this journey to um, give them space to grow and, you know, evolve in these directions? Well, first of all, I like the languaging that you used around that to give them space to feel safe to evolve and grow. Um, Because not all men do feel like there is space for them to do so. Um, We often feel the pressures of we're already supposed to be perfect we're already supposed to have it all figured out we're already supposed to know it all and now with the various you know goddess warrior memes uh there's this ideal state of perfection that we're already supposed to be and if we're not then it just adds to uh the various internalized stories that many men hold in one form or another of not being enough Mm. And so, A, recognizing that that's a thing. Mm-hmm. I've worked with such a wide range of men from, you know, broke struggling artists to uh, highly successful CEOs and self-made multimillionaires and beyond. And across the entire range, I run into men's enoughness stories. Yeah. And so holding space for that, for his process and I think that the, I wrote about this in, um, in one of my last chapters uh, about my wife, um, that what she has done for me in this regard is that she both has me feel so seen, accepted, loved, supported, celebrated for who I am while holding a vision of who I can be, um, hold space for my process of like my flaws, Mm -hmm. the ways in which I fail, my dark parts that have come that she knows better than anybody else. 
while at the same time, and this is the other part of your work, ladies, she's very, she can be really strong and clear in her boundaries of like where, the, where her no is mm-hmm. and what's not acceptable and will not work for her. And that's, that's a powerful combination. It's a very powerful combination. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, thanks, Dustin. This has been a really fascinating conversation. And I know that you actually have a free gift for everybody that I would love to share with people. Um, let's see. It looks like you're giving away the first chapter of your book. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> In addition to the other free gift I, I mentioned earlier. Yeah, this, uh, actually, I, I wrote that down because I was like, oh, that's not the one you wrote here. So I, we'll definitely include I that one. And in, 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 yes, totally. <laughs> we'll definitely include that in the show notes, too. So, um, yeah. Cool. I, uh, briefly, I know we have to wrap, but uh, the, the, uh, it's the first chapter of The Evolved Masculine, Be the Man the World world needs and the one she craves this way if you're on the fence about like buying the book or not i mean really it's under 20 dollars for a lifetime of work just get it but uh <laughs> reading that first chapter will really help you get a deeper understanding of what the book is and the value that it has to hold for you then yeah over and buy. yeah and there's lots of great stories in there and i've really been enjoying reading it and so thank you for you know actually going through the effort to produce the book because it sounds like you had some resistance to it Lots of them. So thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure. I've enjoyed this conversation. I'm sure everybody will get a lot out of it. Likewise, thank you. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Thank you for spending some of your precious time with us today. While these conversations may be difficult at times, the rewards are well worth it. We have the power to change the world by what we teach our kids. Join host Robin LaCrosse next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another thought-provoking conversation. Thank you and have a beautiful day.